Inside Westminster, Chapter 117, Flags and Wayward Children. There was a heated debate going on in a side chamber of the magnificent Stormont building. It was between Chantelle O'Malley, Vice President of Sinn Féin and Deputy First Minister of Northern Ireland, and Mrs Tractor, Leader of the DUP and First Minister. No, 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 droned Mrs Tractor in reply to Chantelle's announcement that the Union Jack would not be fluttering on any government building for any of the British royal family's birthdays. That's contrary to Regulation 202 of flags and other symbols of state power, subparagraph 42b, asserted Mrs Tractor with absolute confidence. How do you know that? Have you digested that enormous tome, along with a full Ulster fry? responded Chantel. No, 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 barked Mrs Tractor. I was head of the committee which wrote the thing. So you're telling me that we alone in the UK will be celebrating Prince Marcus's birthday by hoisting flags? queried Chantel. Yes, yes, affirmed Mrs Tractor, surprising herself that she wasn't saying no in triplicate. It would take a judicial review to change what is actually the law, Chantel, as agreed by you and your party members. Chantelle felt she'd descended into Neverland. Such was the skewed logic of the process to not raise a flag up a flagpole. But surely we can't be seen to celebrate someone who may be charged with involvement in sex trafficking, suggested Chantelle. No, 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 Mrs Tractor said, revving back into her stride. It's not for us to decide. It'll have to go to judicial review, as I said. But his birthday is this month and these reviews take years, not weeks. Look, we might just have to hope that people don't notice the flag or won't know the occasion for its hoisting, proposed Mrs Tractor. At which point Chantelle rolled her eyes and walked away in despair. Back in the palace, the Queen was getting ready for her afternoon briefing with her private secretary, Sir Ivor Aker who had been in contact with Sophia Mowbray Dick and Dame Cecily Crookshank. Well, Ivor, what do you they advise, said the Queen, coming straight to the point. Doing a deal with the US administration, the careless driver who mowed down the unfortunate motorbiker for the Prince, he replied bluntly. I see, pondered the Queen, pouring tea for them both. You take two sugars, don't you, Ivor? Yes, ma'am, he replied. I know it's a bit of a shock, but the evidence against your son is overwhelming, to say the least. There are witnesses lining up on the side of the victims, so he'll have to come up with some really credible reasons for not seeing what the average citizen would say would have been the blindingly obvious. And what is the blindingly obvious, if you don't mind my asking, queried the Queen, sipping her Darjeeling tea with a slice of lemon. Well, that the prince must have been blind or willfully ignorant if he couldn't see what the role of those girls was. Some of them were as young as fourteen. I see, said her madge. Thank you, Ivor. That'll be all for today. And with that, Sir Ivor was politely dismissed. Her madge sat quietly stroking one of her dogs deep in thought. What to do, what to do, filled her head. And at that moment in time, like most concerned parents of wayward children, she really didn't have a clue.